I was asked to tell a story of the difference I'd seen Jesus make in someone's life. So I would like to tell you a story about my mum, and I'll try not to cry. <laughs> there are many people I've had the privilege to meet in my life who I see manifest the love and generosity and hope of Jesus in the way they live out their lives. But there is something very profound that my mom reflects of the kingdom of God. Generous and open-handed hospitality. Growing up, our kitchen was regularly frequented with visitors, interesting visitors from around the world, various lodgers who lived with us for short or long periods of time, friends and family. We all loved the table being full. And on particularly memorable evenings, the meal would be followed by Fleetwood Macs, dance parties, and silly games of limbo. Both my parents are naturally very hospitable, but I've also seen them prioritize and invest time in it and see hospitality as a really important reflection of what Jesus and the kingdom of God means to them. Over a year ago, my mum, along with many others from P's and G's, gathered in the upper hall in the wake of the refugee crisis, consider what our response as a church should be. We earnestly wanted to be a city of welcome for those who had suffered much to get here. We are fortunate to have representatives from Edinburgh Council there to share with us how as a church we could help. It was suggested a useful response would be around helping new Syrian families resettled in Edinburgh get to know the city. After the meeting, a small group of us, led by my mum, came up with the idea of a monthly gathering of folk from P's and G's and refugee families meeting up and visiting different parts of the city together. We went to the Botanics in Portobello, visited North Berwick, and some of the kids ended up in the sea, very brave. Uh, we had craft parties at number 40, and one time we were particularly treated to some amazing Syrian food. And we sought through all of this to build relationships with one another. The desire to help these new families was shared across the city by many churches and community groups and individuals who've generously offered clothing, food, mentoring and signposting to community services, to name but a few amazing things. A few months ago, after we'd been hosting these monthly gatherings, I was speaking to my mum on the phone. We were doing our usual run through of what we'd been up to, or more importantly, what my son Harris had been up to. And she shared that the afternoon before, she and my dad had hosted one of the refugee families for tea at their flat. What she shared next really challenged me. She said that she was really surprised to hear that despite the family being at Edinburgh for quite a number of months, that was the first Scottish home, as they called it, the family had been invited into. And they had been really humbled and touched by the invitation. Now, there is no doubt that since this family arrived in Edinburgh, they had been offered a really great welcome. They'd been set up with a flat, had access to financial support, connected with community groups and services. Yet perhaps what they didn't yet have was friendship. And that's what my mum's very simple invitation to come over for tea had made possible in a way that professional services and to an extent even formal voluntary efforts couldn't offer. I think there is something so profound and kingdom-like in the invitation for those who are considered the least in our society to join us at a common table. And not a table in our church building or the community center. Those that are, of course, very, very important. 
but the very same tables where we sit with our closest friends and our dearest family. Around my mum and dad's table, this family weren't identifying as clients or mentees or someone being helped or solely as a refugee, but as friend. And there was such dignity and possibility and love in the invitation and the acceptance and the sharing of tea. And I think there is something so powerful and kingdom-like in that. I really believe that in that afternoon, my mum was Jesus to that family. She opened the door to her home, an act that said, I want to know you, I trust you, I love you and you are welcome. I am sure, though they might not articulate it this way, they saw Jesus that afternoon and others continue as, folk, as my folks invite more families into their home to sit around the family table. I think most of us here will have a table. When was the last time we opened our front door and invited someone, someone in? I know for some of us this is an easier thing, comes more naturally, and for others it's hard, and I understand that. But when was the last time we opened up our front door and invited someone in who wasn't a good friend, but perhaps someone who really needs one? It doesn't have to be a refugee. But I'm sure that all of us can name at least one person we know who would really appreciate an invitation to join us for a cuppa or a meal. And it doesn't have to be a fancy meal. And rest assured that while you might be the one offering the invitation, you will also receive much. John Vanier says earlier in that interview that it's in the weak and in the vulnerable that we see and meet the hidden Christ. As I was preparing to share this evening, I also felt God saying to me it was important to say for those of you sitting out there that maybe you are that person feeling, I really wish someone would show me that hospitality and that love. And I want to say to those of you here feeling that tonight, that I trust that someone here in this place or someone in another place has you on their heart and will open up the invitation to you and for you to know that God loves you and he knows you and he sees you.